Ladies and gentlemen, this is Kitchen Table Rants. We have returned after our season review of Game of Thrones. And it is currently Tuesday, September 19th, 2017. It's like the dead season. It is. It's, it's a bit of a dead season. We're about to get started on some of the fall shows. Uh, good news for you guys. We've decided on a couple shows that we're going to be exploring throughout the West, rest of the fall. One of which is HBO's The Deuce. Starring James Franco, Maggie Gyllenhaal, Method Man is in there. It was uh, written by David Simon, who is most famous for creating what is arguably known as the greatest TV show ever made. Not arguable. The Wire. The Deuce essentially focuses on the rise of the porn industry in New York. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to reviewing that one. Uh, I did get renewed for season two today, which is great. Um, So if we like it, we'll hit season two when that comes out. Yeah. Uh, we also discussed American Horror Story, uh, which is certainly a departure from our usual shtick. You know, a lot of what we do focuses on the superhero genre or uh, Game of Thrones. We're, we're typically like, that's sort of the space that we found works for us. So if we decide to do American Horror Story, that'll be a bit of a departure. But it's it's kind of exciting to jump into something different anyway. Yeah, I haven't watched the last uh, few seasons, but... I have kind of seen fun two to seasons, watch it. so it'll be interesting to get back yeah, into it. Yeah, I think it. I've only seen the first two seasons, um, too. And then we, then we may pick up a third one, depending on how it goes. Uh, I would like to, to do the pilot of Inhumans, just to blow it up, just to <laughs> say bad things. Um, we need another Superman vs. Batman. Yeah, let's do The Gifted. We can do The Gifted. Let's do The Gifted. When Do we know when? It's like mid-October, soon, I think, right? Yeah, a few weeks. Okay. Stranger Things. Yeah, Stranger Things would be good. So that's like three or four shows that we'll be trying to focus on. But one thing that we forgot to do this year, you know, it's it's usually a, a KTR tradition. Once we hit that halfway point in the year, we like to go down what our, our, our top five movies um, of the first half of the year are. And, uh, you know, last year we did this and we had... Um, I think by the end of the year, most of our lists were like La La Land, Moonlight. It was like a lot of the Oscar winners, but also yeah. mixed with like Star Wars and like some of our personal favorite movies. So that's how it turned out last year. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to let our viewers know what uh, what we enjoyed this year. It's been a it's been an interesting year, particularly when it comes to the horror genre. So y'all can definitely expect a lot of horror titles to show up on my list. Yeah, not on my list. Still haven't seen Get Out. I do have that on my list. Um, I still have zero interest in seeing It. Ah, I loved It. I was traumatized as a child by It. Really? Tim Curry? Um, The book. So, yeah, I'm probably going to skip that one. Um, (laughs) I do want to see Mother. So there's... I mean, I I just want to put this out there. I haven't seen several movies that are still on my list I need to kind of check off Mm -hmm. Um, noticeable or notable ones that I haven't seen Guardians I know Mm -hmm. don't shoot me Um, so I still need to see that and I'm still I still need to see like Logan Lucky and Get Out or um, did you see Wonder Woman? yeah I did see Wonder Woman not on my list but I liked it oh I I got it on my list so there's there's a few I'm missing Um, there's still a lot to come out this year yeah I mean uh Usually, you know, around October, November, we start getting all the Oscar-nominated nom- movies, so I, I'm expecting our end-of-the-year movies to be very different from our top five right now. Yeah, I mean, my 
Obviously, Last Jedi will probably be your number one. Yeah, Last Jedi will be... Just by the... default. <laughs> I don't or know. Blade Runner. Or Blade, Blade Runner. Blade Runner I'm incredibly excited for. Yeah. So. What else is coming out this year? Kingsman comes out next week. Kingsman comes out this week. Or this week. This what week. else? I feel like... Oh, Thor 2, I'm Thor, excited for. Thor is coming out, yeah. There's... I feel like we're missing a really big movie coming out this year that's not Star Wars, but it's also not... Not Blade Runner? Yeah. I don't know. There's there, there's still a, a, a good amount of stuff. Cars 3? Is that what you're thinking That about? must have been what it is. I think that comes yeah. out this year. There's, yeah, I mean, so the year's not over. Um, yeah. But we usually do this in, like, June. But, it's, <laughs> but we were like, fuck that. We're, we're doing we're it in September. We're three months late, but... We're doing it in September we're this year. Done. Uh, I wonder if Dunkirk is going to be on your list. Well, Anyway, let's go ahead and get started. I will start off with... Uh, my number five movie, which is a film that I actually just saw very, very recently. Um, I'll go ahead and give the synopsis for these movies before I say what they are, because I think that's cool. All right. So here we go. Number five. Do I get to guess it? You can guess it. It's going to be obvious, though, okay. because you'll get, you're getting a summary of it. Yeah. Uh, Twelve years after the tragic death of their little girl, a dollmaker and his wife welcome a nun and several girls from a shuttered orphanage into their home, where they soon become the target of the dollmaker's possessed creation, Annabelle. Can you guess what the movie is? Um, Chucky. Yep, correct. Fuck, starting over. Uh, my number five on this list, coming in hot, Annabelle creation. Now, let me tell you what a trend is in horror movies now. The sequel being far greater than the original. This happened with the movie Ouija and Ouija 2, which came out last year, which turned out to be way better than the original. I didn't even know that existed. Yeah, it, it, it exists, and I heard it's pretty good. I haven't seen it yet, but Annabelle Creation I thought was really, really good. You know, in a lot of horror movies, the, the setup to a lot of the scary moments are very... Uh, consistent they're the same you know the lights start to flicker doors start closing automatically and like the use of silence in this film I thought was really really good and also the 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 effects I thought I thought were very practical but also um, not not completely like too fantastical where it was just out of the realm of belief I thought it was very very good um, obviously, for for some of the movies in the horror genre, you you have to you know kind of um, suspend your belief in what's happening, and some characters act dumber than others. But I thought this one was really really good, and I thought it tied back into the original one very well. Um, so it was it was executed fantastically, and uh, yeah, that's why it was on my number five. Very entertaining. Cool. Um, I'm probably gonna still skip that one. Sorry. I mean, you know, you're not you're not the guy in the into I'm the horror, horror movies, you know. I'm that's not just not guy. that's not your thing. Um, all right. So my number five is I'll give you a brief synopsis as well, and you can try to guess this. Um, in the very near future, the world has been hit by a flu that has killed a bunch of people. A lot of the population of the world is dead. But also, it has also made the apes of the world incredibly smart. Mm. And they're beefing with the humans. This is like basically the summary of the second one too, though. Yes. <laughs> so this is War of the Planet of the Apes? Yeah. Got it. I haven't seen it yet. Oh, it's good. It's um, I've heard good things, yeah. It, it, it was a... 
I think probably my second favorite of the trilogy, but in but it was a great way to end end all the the mm-hmm. whole story arc. Um, we kind of leave off with the at the end of the last one or the second one where the apes have further retreated into the forest and the humans are kind of in their cities and they've sort of not really made peace still. The humans mm-hmm. are still going after them. This one leaves off where they're kind of in their secret base and the military is, st- is still fighting them. But Caesar is trying to find a way to get his people or his apes mm-hmm. family and friends um, to a safe haven, essentially. Um, it's, it's, a, it's, it's weird. It's like a very sad movie and you feel mm-hmm. bad and you like the, the the apes make you cry more than the I humans heard, do. I heard you feel it like it's it's heavy, like it's really. It's heavy very to watch. heavy, um, and, you know, especially for a Planet of the Apes movie. You kind of think of the old ones from like the seventies as being a little goofy, but this one is definitely very heavy. I don't want to give any spoilers away, so I won't get, divulge the plot too much. But it's very good. Um, shout out to Woody Harrelson in this. Beast mode. Who, Big fan. Yeah. He channels his inner Marlon Brando from Apocalypse Now in this mm-hmm. and really put on a great performance as a, a like colonel. He's very reminiscent of uh, Captain Kurtz or Colonel Kurtz. I can't remember his name. Um, from Apocalypse Now. So definitely check it out if you've seen the first two. Um, if not, watch all three of them now because it's, it's a good one. Okay. Very cool. I, I was gonna say a spoiler that I read. Um, the original, the protagonist from Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Mm-hmm. I read that this got cut out from the movie or cut out from the script. Um, is that that character ended up being killed because he ran into Woody Harrelson's character hey. and tried to like reason with him and say, "Hey, like we complete with them, blah 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 blah," and then he ended up killing him for like trying to introduce these crazy ideas into like the right. Group. Yeah, that was not in the movie. It was not no. okay. Um, all right, so that was your number five. Yep. So my number four is a movie that came out very, very recently. I'll go ahead and uh, read the summary that was written by Emma Chapman on IMDb. Thank you, Emma. In the town of Derry, the local kids are disappearing one by one, leaving behind bloody remains. In a place known as the Barrens, a group of seven kids are united by their horrifying and strange encounters with an evil clown and their determination to kill it. <laughs> This movie is known as It. It is the remake of Stephen King's novel turned movie slash miniseries featuring Tim Curry as the murderous clown cosmic entity known as Pennywise. No thanks. Now, I just saw this movie um, last week, and I thought that the group of kids that they cast as a protagonist were amazing. One of the kids who I felt was a standout, His uh, the actor's name is Finn Wolfhand, and you might know, excuse me, Finn Wolfhard, and you may know him as he played Mike in uh, Stranger Things. So he was like the lead of the kids. He was the one that was trying to find Will the whole time. And he had the best lines of this movie. He like brought the comedy. And it was just, he's certainly going to be a star. And, you know, he's kind of found his footing in the sci fi horror genre at the moment which is a great way to sort of segue into into different things. So I thought he was the standout of the movie. Uh, Bill Skarsgård as Pennywise was was certainly terrifying at, at different moments. 
I thought maybe the scariest moment happened near the very beginning of the film. Uh, and then after that, like certain things were predictable, but it was like a fun ride as it went along. There were some very textbook scares, which I actually really appreciated because they put a bit of a spin on them at the end. But there was like a lot of visual clues to see what was going to be going on later. And um, yeah, I just thought it was very, very entertaining. It was a little bit on the longer side, which is a bit unusual for a horror film. It clocked in at two hours and 15 minutes. I thought maybe they could cut off about maybe about 10 minutes from it and then it would have been a little bit uh better uh, but that aside i thought it was fantastic um it's gonna be a really really good year for horror movies there's another saw movie coming out this this year so uh, they're still making there's this? a they stopped for a long time there's a movie called <laughs> happy death day that looks like it's gonna be fun there's that movie flatliners that looks like it could be good so uh very excited for the rest of the horror films coming out this year and uh yeah number four was it all right, my number four. Um, this is going to give it away, but... Diana, princess of the Amazons, trained to be an unconquerable warrior, raised on a sheltered island paradise, Diana meets an American pilot who tells her about the massive conflict that's raging in the outside world. Convinced that she can stop the threat, Diana leaves her home for the first time. Fighting alongside men in a war to end all wars, she finally discovers her full powers and true destiny. Okay. Can you guess? Uh, Superman vs. Batman? Yep. Close. Wonder uh, Woman. Yes. Featuring Gal Wonder Gadot. Woman. Crashing um, it. Wonder Woman, I thought, was very refreshing, um, especially coming from DC. It was mm-hmm. an actual competent um, superhero film that they put out. And not only that, it was a very female-centric superhero film, which I don't think we've really seen much of, and that was really cool to see. Never seen it. Um, Patty Jenkins, I think, did a masterful job directing this movie. Um, Visually, I think it had some issues with the CGI and things like that, and there was some um, some fat on the movie at the end that they could have cut off. But overall, um, I thought the movie was great. Gal Gadot was fantastic her yeah. chemistry with chris pine was insane was out of this world also um, fuck all the haters who thought gal gadot wouldn't do a good job like y'all yeah. y'all need to just stop well it, the haters criticism was she's too skinny she doesn't look like she can fight etc etc it's, it's just like dude people like you like neck beards get off twitter yeah you can't relax a fucking wwe ufc fighter wrestler as I, the lead woman i at one point saw franchise. people suggesting that ronda rousey play wonder woman gina carano i thought i saw i'm like i i was like all right like, let's let's, let's relax this now. is why y'all not in hollywood making decisions yeah seriously um, but yeah, overall, it was a great movie, great superhero movie. I'm excited to see you know the next one. Patty Jenkins has signed on yep, for the second that's one, right. so that's that's really cool to see. Um, so yeah, I I would highly recommend it. I'm very curious to see how they will uh, include Chris Pine. I'm, I'm assuming another flashback in right. a moment of extreme peril and drama. Yeah, I mean, but you we'll know. see. I would prefer that they start doing stories in the modern time now, but I think this one's going to be like World War Two era, or like, not World War Two, but like, after that. Okay. So we'll see. Yeah, I mean, World War One. they already focused on this Was film. that one or two? It was one. It was one, okay. Yeah, they had the, the whole trench thing going on, it was, it was definitely one. 
Um, so I don't know. I don't know what the second one's going to focus on, but I'm very. I, I hope they kind of move away from a world war with it and, and mm-hmm. kind of explore something new. Um, yeah, that, I I want like just the new stuff. Like we had the flashbacks, like with Captain America. Like we focused on the past for the first one. Right. You know, everything else should take place in modern times. And yeah. with Captain America, that fucking worked like a charm. Well, Winter Soldier was like one of yeah. the best superhero movies ever. I actually really hated the first Captain America. Movie. I I wasn't a big fan because it was slow and like you knew how he was. You knew how it was going to end. It was so predictable. It wasn't fun. But Winter Soldier was like, it was fun. There was a lot of action. Yep. Samuel L. Jackson finally got a chance to shine in the franchise. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Scarlett Johansson was wonderful. Robert Redford is a legend. Like, everything worked out. Yeah, Winter Soldier was great. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, you can... The, the first... This this Wonder Woman movie was very similar in many aspects to the first Captain America movie. I just thought this was executed much better. Yeah. Yeah, um, I agree. So, Probably the best origin that we've gotten, I feel like since Iron Man, perhaps. Solo, like Solo. Batman Begins? Yeah, you're right. I like the first Spider-Man also. The very first Oh, yeah, one. the OG one? Yeah. Well, yeah. Anyways, yeah, Wonder Woman. Number four. Really, yep, really good movie. Okay, Come my number three, bear with me, this summary is going to take at least, like, 30 seconds. Written by Kenneth Chisholm on IMDb. Baby is a young, partially hearing-impaired getaway driver who can make any wild move while in motion with the right track playing. Is a critical talent he needs to survive his indentured servitude to the crime boss, Doc, who values his role in his meticulously planned robberies. However, just when Baby thinks he is finally free and clear to have his own life with his new girlfriend, Deborah, Doc coerces him back for another job. Now saddled with a crew of thugs too violently unstable to keep to Doc's plans, Baby finds himself and everything he cares for in terrible danger. To survive and escape the, the coming maelstrom, it will take all of Baby's skill, wits, and daring, but even on the best track, can he make it when life is forcing him to face the music? That was nicely written. I like that. That was well written. That was good. Yeah. Thanks, Kenneth, from wherever you are from. Uh, so my number three is going to be Baby Driver, which was directed and written by one of my favorites, Edgar Wright. Starring Ansel Elgort, who was fantastic as Baby. Uh, the other leads were John Hamm, uh, Jamie Foxx, Aiza Gonzalez, and then the impeccable Kevin Spacey. Uh, so this movie I really, really liked. You know, Edgar Wright is one of those directors who's who's so in tune with music and uses it almost like another character in the film. Um, I thought that the writing was really, really good. For example, uh, the misdirection that he gives us when it when in regards to the characters' loyalties, I thought were were very very interesting, um, and you also don't really expect who the final villain will be, uh, just because have we seen it yet? Yeah, I've seen just that. because how how James Fo- uh, Jamie Foxx's character comes across very early on, like you expect him to be like the final villain, right. but we get a little bit of misdirection, uh, which I thought was great. I thought the 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 chase scenes were awesome. I thought they were really, really good, and I'm a big fan of set pieces that involve cars, which is why I love Fast and Furious so much. But I thought that the way, the way that they did them here was so good, was so good. And I read that behind the scenes, they had to do like hundreds of takes for to get these ones right because of how how precise the car needs to be driven in order to escape those corners and really just just come out unscathed. So I uh, I thought it was really, really fun. Um, 
this is probably more of a dude movie than a girl movie since like the female leads are sort of damsel in distress characters most of the time um but that didn't bother me though i usually most of the time i prefer films books comics every medium that involves literature to have a, a female lead because it's honestly just more interesting that way because it's not something that we're used to but i thought in this case it was okay and i still enjoyed it nonetheless so uh number three is baby driver directed by edgar wright i enjoyed the movie a lot but i will say and you're gonna you're gonna disagree with me obviously oh god here we go um i thought the movie was vastly overrated really it it was technically fantastic the way they shot it the way Mm. it was edited i mean all the the work that went into uh, filming those chase scenes um the music again the editing with the music and everything was great editing was it should it was the sound editing was fantastic yeah it was it was a good movie i i'm not saying it wasn't i i I did Mm -hmm. enjoy it but the way it was hyped up to me like people Mm -hmm. were like oh my god this is the greatest movie well you have to understand what kind of audience is hyping it up it's like the edgar wright cult that is right hyping it up and you know his movies they're they're all like a certain way and their audience I mean, it's a cult, but, <laughs> you know, that's, that's what the fan base is like. Yeah, no, I totally get it. Um, it, it was just, I thought, was a little overhyped. Again, it, it was it was good. I enjoyed it, but, um, and I do disagree with, with you on the lead. I thought he wasn't. He I was, liked him. He fit the role very well um, as the silent kind of type, but he mm-hmm. literally made the same expression in every single he scene. He did, and I thought it was great. <laughs> but, yeah, good movie. Um I enjoyed it. Yeah. All right. Well, that was my number. I think that was three. three. Yep. Yeah, it was number three. All right. Here's my three. Thrilled by his experiences with the Avengers, young Peter Parker returns yeah. home to live with his Aunt May. Under the watchful eye of mentor Tony Stark, Parker starts to embrace his newfound identity as Spider-Man. He also tries to return to his normal daily routine, distracted by thoughts of proving himself to be more than just a friendly neighborhood superhero. Peter must soon put his powers to the test when the evil vulture emerges to threaten everything that he holds dear. Um, I think this Spider-Man is very, very obvious. Um, uh, Spider-Man Homecoming was might be, and I'm still trying to figure this out in my head. But might be my favorite Marvel movie. Ever? Yes. Spider-Man Homecoming is your favorite Marvel movie ever. Yeah. Maybe. I'm still figuring it out. Wow. That's very bold. I loved this movie. It was the perfect dose of fun, action. Um, I thought the kid whose name is escaping me, um, who Tom Holland, was amazing in this movie. I thought he... This this film really captured the spirit of Spider Man. It did um, perfectly. I love the the Tobey Maguire movies, but I think this one captured the spirit of Spider Man better than those ones. Just huh. the the quippy one liners and the goofiness of the character and him ha- really dealing with you know really mm-hmm. high school and kind of growing up as a this goofy nerdy kid coming upon these amazing powers. And that kind of dichotomy there was really, really fun to watch. I mean, this 
this movie really it, it really was like a great high school coming of age story, but with some superhero yeah. stuff thrown in. I, I agree with you there. You know, most the it's the, the general consensus is that the one thing that was missing from Tobey Maguire Spider Man was being like sort of that quippy character yes. that Spider Man is known yep. as, and and uh, they definitely corrected that fault this time around you know one scene that that stands out to me that i thought was hilarious was um you know peter parker gets knocked out by the vulture in this truck and gets driven to like tony stark's i don't know if it's tony stark's like r&d garage or something but like he gets placed into this like this center of just cargo it's like this vault yeah it's like a vault and he's talking to his ai on his suit like just trying to pass the time and he they show all these different shots of him just dicking around and talking to the ai <laughs> and then he finds out he's only been in there for like seven minutes this whole time and it was just super funny i, I just thought it was a great yeah scene. it was it was great um michael keaton um was fantastic oh he crashed as the vulture um yeah he and was the really plot good. twist in the kind of towards the end of the movie yeah I really it. caught me off guard really yeah oh i called it I thought they did a really good job of, of putting a lot of misdirection in there, not yeah. to really point towards that character. Yeah. Um, but they gave enough to that way you could guess. Yeah, if you were really paying attention, I think you could definitely, yeah. you could figure it out. But I was just enjoying the whole movie so much, I wasn't even mm-hmm. like trying to figure anything out. You I were just, just like, on, I was just on the ride, ride. yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm very excited to see more Tom Holland Spider-Man. Yeah, he'll, he'll probably go down as being the best by the end of his run. Yeah, I'm pretty I think confident about that. Well, he's already beat Andrew Garfield, but that wasn't hard to do. Yeah, well, someone has um, to be the last. Someone has to be the, the least best, and Toby was good, so I don't want to put him as least best. Oh yeah, Toby was good, I, and I do have like a, a soft spot for the Toby one still. Oh, because Spider Man Two is to this yeah, day Spider Man Two is, is probably one of the best superheroes it is ever best. made. Yeah, but I thought, yeah, well, I Homecoming was was fantastic. Another note, like if you've been following the uh, Tony Stark character, one thing that I, I found that was really interesting is that the the relationship between Tony Stark and Peter Parker, I thought was done really well because you know a, a big part of the Iron Man uh, franchise and the lore and the story is the relationship that he he had with his father and kind of how his father react uh, acted with him or how he you know how he acted towards him to- in in his movies. Um, and, and historically, like he wasn't there that much. Like he right. was out there being just as an inventor as Tony Stark is now. He was like trying to revolutionize the world with technology. So he kind of had like a hands-off approach, but like he still loves him, type of thing. Right. So with Peter, he's like sort of doing like a similar thing. Like he's hands-off, but he's still showing that he cares. Right. But he's doing it in an indirect way. Yeah. Like keeping tabs on him, but he's not letting Peter know that he's doing right. it. Right. Which is kind of, I feel, how his dad act was acting towards him. So I thought that was kind of interesting if that was done on purpose. On purpose, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Really good film. Yeah, I would. I'm, I'm still, I'm so I have this very deep internal debate of whether it's my favorite Marvel movie or not, but it's it's up there for me, definitely. Like that's top, I'll have to watch top it three. Tough. Wow. Like Marvel Studios movie or overall? Marvel Studios movies. I'm not Got counting it. like X-Men or, or any of the... But the original Spider-Mans are Sony, so... Yeah. Okay. I'm not counting those either. Uh, my number two is a movie that I exper- that when I watched it was probably my favorite movie watching experience this year. Just because I saw it with like a bunch of black people. 
<laughs> which it felt like I was in like a family reunion. It was awesome. Uh, so I'll give you a brief synopsis written by uh, Nick. R- Actually, no, this one this is written by Aunt R. Who, whoever you are, sir, thank you. An African American man travels with his white girlfriend to meet her parents for the first time. What starts out as an awkward visit soon turns into a horrifying struggle for his sanity and survival as the family and the townspeople are not what they seem. This is Get Out, directed by Jordan Peele, famous for the uh, the show Key and Peele on Comedy, Comedy Central. So uh, this, movie, this movie was awesome, and it started a really, really interesting trend in Hollywood, which is being able to cast mostly unknown actors in a film and being able to entertain and get a huge box office turnout. So this movie, it had uh, Daniel Kaluuya as, as the lead, Alison Williams from Girls, played his girlfriend Rose, um, Caleb Landry Jones, who played uh, Banshee in X-Men First Class, was in this movie. Um, hmm. So there was a really good cast. Legally, Keith Stanfield, Stanfield. Who is, like definitely crushing it. He's like one of the hardest working guys in Hollywood. He's had like what seems like five movies come out this year. Dude's all over the place. Uh, Death Note, he's in. Uh, Lil Rel, who pretty much stole the show here, as a Rod Williams. Lil Rel is a comedian, and he's also in that Gerard Carmichael show. So this film was so good. So entertaining. Such a social commentary on like today's politics, identity, race, everything. And it was like... It was almost like a, uh, it was a satire, but it was also a, like a parody in some ways. But like, it was so interesting that it, it felt like in the first half of the movie, the characters were doing things that you didn't want them to do. Like, oh, don't go through that door. Oh, don't do that. But then like, near the end, he they were doing everything he wanted to, which is such a like a good twist because that never happens in horror films that they do what you actually think or want them to do so um i don't want to ruin it for you because you haven't seen it yet i haven't it's on my top of my list such an exciting film and it's just really cemented jordan peele as being like a huge talent in hollywood aside from being like a good comedic actor this pretty much proved his uh his writing and directing chops so i'm I'm very excited to see what comes out with of his deal with uh blumhouse um and what he'll do next i'm excited uh, for him um he was just signed on for something recently uh, he was gonna do Akira, no, but he, not anymore. No, he. I just saw his name attached to something new. I don't remember now. Yeah, but um, he I'm, he's fantastic. I mean, I can't say enough good good words about about Get Out. And I'm uh, super excited to watch it. I it's it's at the top. Oh of my yeah, list. I mean it's it's certainly my number two for a reason. So if you if you guys haven't seen Get Out, like do it I, I wish i could talk more about it but um maybe at another time maybe at the end of the year if it still makes yeah. the top five we'll be able to talk about it in a little little bit more detail hopefully i'll have seen it by then i should you should better have seen, seen it by then <laughs> by december um all right my number two let me pull up the synopsis in the near future a weary logan cares for an ailing professor x at a remote outpost on the mexican border his plan to hide from the outside world gets upended when he meets a young mutant who's very much like him. Logan must now protect the girl and battle the dark forces that want to capture her. Oh, man. One, so. Oh, well, we can both talk yeah. about it. Logan was What the... a movie. This was a film. It was a fucking film. Not a superhero movie. It was like a fucking film. This was the, this was the like culmination of all of our hopes and dreams about a wolverine movie 
that would be just incredibly violent. He would just be killing people. Oh yeah. And he and it was it, it lived up to all of that. I mean, which is hard to do. Very hard to do. It was brutal. It was brutal. And not only was it just like incredibly violent and brutal for that reason, it was brutal to watch because it was so damn sad. It was sad. Like it just it it was a very heavy movie that just kind of weighed on you as it kept going when like just following his struggle from beginning to end and mm-hmm. what he was going through especially because it's a character you've you love so much and you've seen yeah we've so been with logan right. since 2000 it's been almost right. 20 years since wolverine debuted in the uh in the film so and now you know it's like this is the end coming and yeah it's sl- it's a slow painful end it's not even just it like is. it's yeah um I, I I cried at the end. Of this Did you really? Movie. I'm wow. not gonna. It was I, I was so sad. I mean, when the first trailer sad. came out with Johnny Cash's Hurt. By the way, that was like the best trailer of 2016. No question. Oh, definitely. I I love that song. That's like my mm-hmm. depression depression song when like my sports teams lose mm-hmm. on repeat. <laughs> but it was when that trailer came out. I was like, oh man. I, this is exactly what this movie and needs to be, and yeah. that is what the movie was. Now, I I didn't expect it to be as good as it was, just because we've had plenty of X Men films that are disappointed, sure. Such as, and most of them being Wolverine movies. But this was a rated R Wolverine. But this, movie. yes. So, another trend that we're finding is that the the R rated superhero films are doing extremely well. Like Logan crushed the box office, Deadpool crushed the box yeah. office. If they're giving us a purely unleashed Wolverine, like I mean, limbs were flying within the first 10 minutes. Heads were flying. I mean, there people was people were getting decapitated. People were getting like claws to the like neck. People were just getting disemboweled and just I will apart. say there are points of the movie where I, I I felt like it was a little too much. I was like I need to yeah. slow down. Hold on. People's like faces just. I I thought that the the way that they filmed the scene, where X twenty so X twenty three Laura is with Wolverine and Professor X and they're trying to escape that water tower they're living out yes. of. Yes. Yep. I th- I love the scene where uh the leader of the Ravagers or whatever they're called sent one guy in to try to get her and she comes back, rolls the head their way and she's slowly walking towards them and it's a group of like these super buff like marine type characters just like shitting themselves as this little girl walks towards them i i loved that it was great i mean the whole movie felt like a western in many ways it was kind of dusty like Um, a little road trip too at the same time yeah the kind of western journey but set in like a post-apocalyptic almost um, yeah mutant world with wolverine and right i mean it 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 lived up to the building, I thought. Yeah. It, it was great. It was also nice to see, like... It was. It's so interesting to see Charles Xavier being such a fucking cuckoo, essentially. Yeah. He's, like, dropping F-bombs, just generally being, like, crazy. He's super old, and he's, he gets these, um, like, aneurysms or seizures that end up paralyzing everyone around him. And, you know, one, one of the really sad things is that, you know, at some point, Charles realizes that because of those seizures, it was his fault that all the X-Men ended up dying because uh, it's, it's to be assumed that at some point he had one of those seizures at the X-Mansion and because people can't move, like they can't really breathe and they end up just dying. And the reason why Wolverine and Laura can survive is because they have their healing factors, which right. helps them 
during this. But most of the time, the people, I think, will just suffocate. So he's responsible for all of his, uh, basically, friends and family dying. Yeah, what, what I really liked about the movie is that they gave you enough to infer a lot of background without spending a lot of time explaining it. Like like the whole thing with Charles, they they gave you the tidbits and the hints and clues about it to where you could piece it together, but it wasn't. They didn't need to spend like thirty minutes, you know, going into the whole thing and explaining it, putting it out for you in the mm-hmm. open, which I, I I really appreciate it. I think some films suffer from like ha- overexposing mm-hmm. everything, um, and so so I really appreciated this for for not doing that and just focusing on this specific story mm-hmm. regarding Logan um, it's yeah I mean it's it, it's it was again my number two so yeah, it was I mean, one of my favorite movies this was my favorite movie of the year I've already rewatched it a couple times and like it still it still lives up and you know I thought one of the most poignant moments probably the most poignant moment in the history of the X-Men franchise will always be the end which ties into the movie The Wolverine because in the movie The Wolverine uh, Logan was paired up with this uh, sort of Asian mutant whose power was to like see how people die or something like that or like see briefly into the future. Um, I can't remember exactly what the details of her power were, um, but essentially she told Logan that uh, when he he's gonna die holding his heart in his hand, and he died in Logan holding his daughter's hand, so it was like you know supposed to tie into heart, that. Yeah. So I was like, oh man, that's some super sad shit. But it was super dope when she took his uh the cross on his grave and like turned it over to make an X. And I was like, that just feels right. Oh man, that's when it got me. Yeah. Just tears. Yeah, I hope Dead like uh, I would love for him to be a cameo in a Deadpool movie at some point. Yeah. It's definitely possible. Yeah, it was it was great. I, I mean, it. that was my number one, so all right, I'm, I'm, I'm I will not. do. I will do my number one. Um, in May 1940, Germany advanced into France, ah, trapping yes. Allied troops on the beaches of Dunkirk. Under air and ground cover from French and British forces, troops were slowly and methodically evacuated from the beach, using every serviceable naval and civilian vessel that could be found. At the end of this heroic mission, 330,000 French, British, Belgian, and Dutch soldiers were safely evacuated. Um, if you haven't guessed it already. Since Dunkirk. It, Dunkirk. This movie, I'm, and I'm a... This is your number one. This makes sense, though, because you're a big history guy. I love history, and I love World War II movies. And this movie, I think, achieved... And managed to make me feel the most tense I've ever felt in a movie. Like I felt like I was sweating by really? the end of this movie. I saw it in the the full IMAX screen and Universal. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's the only only big one in LA, surprisingly enough. But I saw it there and it a looks magnificent on that screen. If you ever have a chance, if they're playing it again on that screen, go watch it on that. Worth the like thirty dollar ticket. 
It was thirty dollars. Yeah, it's super expensive. Wow. This movie. I mean, I'm a huge fan of theaters. So. This is yeah. This is probably the first movie where I've seen where ninety nine percent of the movie was in was actually shot in IMAX, so it was it's, full yeah. screen the entire time. Christopher Nolan, um, he's about that life. The cinematography was gorgeous. The air fights on that big screen were mm-hmm. breathtaking. Tom Hardy, but facial the, acting. Yeah, and the music in this movie that like ticking that just creeps on you the entire time and is just pacing the whole movie and just making you feel so goddamn nervous. Like, I, I've never felt that nervous in a movie. Before. Who who did the music? It was Hans Zimmer. Oh, of course. It was just... It was... Yeah, exactly. Everything about this movie, I mean, just the way, the the juxtaposition of the, the ground forces, the people on the, in the on the boats, and then the air fights was all just so well put together mm-hmm. the, the one thing I will say the time um, the way Nolan plays with time in this was a little confusing but you know he loves to do his like t- weird time lapse hey, stuff so that's how he rolls whatever um, I thought it was I, I thought it was fantastic what what it was even more astounding to me is that it achieved this like tenseness and this intensity without being over the top gory or violent which I feel like a lot of war movies go towards and that's fine um, there's definitely a place for that I mean war isn't pretty obviously but Saving Private Ryan I think kind of started yeah that. Saving Private Ryan is like the first movie that I remember really being horrific in the opening like 10 20 mm-hmm. minutes of that movie where, where they show Normandy but this I think matched that intensity without having to show all the blood and gore just the way it was done um tom hardy can we talk about tom tom hardy is probably like the best actor of all time which is only act with his eyes yes he is he is though like he really is he was great in this he he's cornered the market on the eyeball acting just from the nose up I mean, he was like... Who else does it? He low-key was the hero of the entire movie at the end of it. Oh, dude. He saved saved the boat at the end. Yeah. I don't know that. I haven't seen it. I don't know. Oh, you should watch it. Yeah. I'm Um, excited to see it. It's it's amazing. Um, You know, people people criticized it for the lack of characterization and that kind of... It's a different kind of movie. It's it's a fair point, but I think... Yes, I agree. It's... It's not exactly what he was going for. It, it was a, in a way, um, just he was just really showing overall human spirit, and not it wasn't a story about individuals, but a story mm-hmm. about a group of people. Um, you mentioned that uh, when you first talked about this, you mentioned that Harry Styles was pretty. Yes, good. Harry Styles took me by surprise. You know, I was expecting him to be. The, you know, a minor role in the in the movie who, you know, wasn't going to be in it too long. But he was in the whole movie, and he was very good. That's he, all I like he was a good. He was a great actor. You know, I was happy for him. I was like, okay, I see you, Harry. Like, I see you. The fact that, that his first film was a Nolan movie is like... Right. Like, where do you even, where do you go from there I mean, as an actor? I mean, it's like, you think of the, the talent in that movie. You have Kenneth Branagh, who plays like this... Mm-hmm really cool captain guy um you have tom hardy the greatest eye actor of all time flying yep. around in a plane which was the goat which stole the show he is the goat. um and then you Slay have mark Murphy. rylance 
Cillian Murphy. Mark Rylance, who won Best, who won Best actor Supporting Actor. And he was great year. in this. And then you have Cillian Murphy. Who was like, now he seems to be like the go-to Nolan guy, almost. Right, yeah. he's. I mean, Nolan's done this a lot, right? He's he's had this revolving cast of the same Christian actors. Bale. Right. DiCaprio. DiCaprio, Jackman, Cillian, Cillian Murphy's been to- in a bunch. Uh, Tom Hardy. Hardy's been in Hardy's a bunch. Been in, yeah. I think yeah. three of them now, right? Yeah, he was in Inception. Dark Rises. Dark Rises in this one, yeah. Yeah. Um, Michael Caine is actually... Is he in this? He's not oh in... He, you don't see him, but he actually... His voice is in it, it for, like, as a radio operator. I he's been in, like, it. almost all the Nolan movies, I feel like. I think he's been in all of them. In all the dark... All the Batman ones. has three. Batman. Inception. Yep. Prestige. Yep. This. Yeah. Kind uh, of this. It was just his voice. You don't even know. He's been in, like, seven or eight. Yeah. Was he He in... can play anything, though. Yeah. He can great. play any role. Um... I can't say enough good things about this. It was some people find it polarizing, didn't like it, but I, I say go give it a chance, and if you can go see it on an IMAX screen somehow, then do it. Yeah, fork out the cash because it's it's made for that screen. I, I'm certainly that's getting close to the top of my list of films that I haven't seen that I really want to see. So I'm I'm very excited to see that as a Christopher Nolan fan, and then as a potentially new fan of uh, Harry Styles. And it's short too. Yeah, it's like an hour and forty five minutes or something. Last, like that. I think it was an hour and a half. Insane. You know, for, for it's funny Insane. for Christopher Nolan, who's done a lot of very long two and a half to kind of forty five minute movies, films, just very quick, and dirty one hour and a half. Yeah, pretty shocking, honestly. Um, yeah, it's it's fantastic. I wonder we'll what the next it, Nolan project will be. He's probably going to take a year off. Yeah, he, he's he's the kind of guy who can pick and choose. He doesn't need to. Oh. Michael Caine was in Interstellar too. Oh yeah, he was. He played uh, the dad, right? He was. Yeah, he was in that. Amazing. He's been in everything. Yeah, he really has. Christopher Nolan did the story for Man of Steel. How is that possible? He... Was... No, I thought it was Jonathan Nolan. Uh, I don't believe that. I pr- I thought it was Jonathan Nolan. I know he was like an executive producer on the movie. He worked on the story uh, apparently. Uh, was Michael Caine in Memento? I don't. I'm gonna die if he was in Memento. Think so I don't remember him being in Memento. No. 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 Damn. But yeah, so that was my number one. Um, we'll see if it stays at the top of the list by the end of the year. I have a suspicion Blade Runner and the yeah, always look, consistent Denis. Let's talk about the movies coming out this fall. I'm about to do a quick. Google search, but you mentioned Blade Runner. That's at the top of my list, and then Star Wars. Star Wars uh, and Blade Runner. Last Jedi. Those are like the big ones. I still want to go see Mother. Kingsman comes out this week. Kingsman, I think, I'm just... It's not going to be at the top of my list, but it's just going to be like a fun movie. Oh, I definitely want to see it, though. Uh, I'm going down this list right now, but nothing is standing out. There's a movie called The Darkest Hour about Winston Churchill. Mm, I'm interested in that. I ben Mendelsohn, Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman can do no wrong in my eyes. So, oh, I really want to see Marshall that has Chadwick Boseman in it and uh, um, Kate Hudson's in it. And then uh, hmm. uh, Sterling K. Brown, who is incredible, okay. is in it. Um, let's see. There is Flatliners I want to see. Battle of the Sexes is like this huge tennis match. And Mr. Yeah, it's about, uh, I think it's about Billie Jean King. Yeah. yeah, it looks super silly. Thor, very excited for. Uh, Murder yes. on the Orient Express, I'm I do want to see that, yeah. 
because it has Leslie Odom Jr. in it, who it I'm a big fan of. Daisy Ridley's in it. Kenneth Branagh. Yeah, Willem Dafoe also. Michelle Pfeiffer. Justice League. Um, <laughs> I'm going to see it. I don't, there's a lot that I mean, I'm I'll probably about. see it just because we were probably going to cover it on this yeah. so I can shit on it, but like, I'm not excited for yeah. it. Uh, your boy Jake Gyllenhaal is in the movie about the Boston bombings. I Yeah, I saw that. I will check that out just for mm-hmm. him. It seems sad. Um, yeah, I'm not fucking with these sad movies. Oh, The Snowman with oh, Michael yeah. Fassbender and Rebecca Ferguson. I'm interested. Who impressed in the latest Mission Impossible film. Uh, that's really about it. There's a movie with Army Hammer called Call Call Me By Your Name yeah, that can, I'm sure will I be can, great. I can pass on that. I like Army Hammer. He was good in uh, Uncle, he, Man From Uncle. He's all right. Yeah. I like him. Yeah. That's yeah. it, man. I'm not too excited about Fall, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, again, last I just, year was better. I just need Blade Runner and yeah. Star Wars, and I'm happy. Yeah, but yeah, so I think that is our mid-year top five. I guess it's like more of a three quarters top five. But yeah, we went really long time without doing this. But yeah. uh, I hope that you guys were impressed. Um, as we mentioned, we'll be back covering a few shows this fall. Uh, some that are superhero focused, some that are not. Um, so we'll see how it goes. I'm pretty excited about it. Um, but until then, as always, please drop us a review on iTunes. We would very much appreciate it. Uh, if you're looking to do a co-sponsorship on a podcast, which we are open to doing, you can uh, send Zed a DM uh, on Twitter at KTR Podcasts. We're also available on SoundCloud, Facebook, and uh, Gmail. So definitely send us a note if you're interested. Uh, otherwise, we will see you uh, next week. Cool. Catch you guys later. All right. Bye-bye.